What up, y'all? This is Panda AOD, and with me today is a special guest. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. <laughs> I am CJ, a.k.a. Hayes, a.k.a. the red-bearded assassin. I got all types of That's names, funny. right? You do have a red beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, for those of you who don't know, uh, CEO Hayes, as I like to call him, he is the host of the Awakened Soul Pod, and also he is the creator of the Breaks Media yeah, podcast. Yeah, the creator of the Breaks Media. Yeah. It's... it's it's a labor of love, I won't lie, um, but I love every minute of it. So, How long have you been podcasting? I've been podcasting for, well, I've been podcasting for six years at this point, but only two of those years have been focused on my own podcast. Mm-hmm. So I came in the game, uh, there was a sports podcast that I used to listen to called Law, and they would have a uh, call-in show every Friday. I would call in. Mm-hmm. And then one, one day, the host said, uh, my co-host, is gone for the day. Would you mind stepping in for him? Because I used to call every Friday. That's how a lot of guys get into media. Yeah. That's crazy. And so uh, <laughs> in doing that, like after the show, he was like, you're really good at this. You should think about doing it. So I did that for a while. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what? I want to do more. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that, it honed my skills. It got me in the mindset of podcasting. Yeah. But I wanted to do more with it. And that's like the content you see me do now. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. And podcasting to me is so dope because it's like you're your own technician. Like I love being able to control my content. Exactly. And I also am my biggest critic. So like if my content is not A1, I get mad at myself, which I've had to learn to adjust to that because my content has not always been good. My sound hasn't always been good. Mm -hmm. I'm slowly learning like as I grow. One thing that you told me about was the uh, Adobe audition, which has changed my life. Yeah, I told (laughs) you. I definitely appreciate that. So Cordero, a few things I want to talk to you about today. Well, we went from the haze to the Cordero real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, just, I know. That was fine. I prefer Because I do good. know you on a personal level as well as professional. So, like, yeah. Cordero is your name. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if he likes to be called by that. So, call him whatever he promotes himself <laughs> as. Uh, but a few things I want to talk about today is, one, just how how tough the grind is to be a podcaster. Not only in the world, but specifically in Columbus. It's it's So, I have a unique outlook on it because... I'm not from Columbus, so everything and all the connections that I've built, I've had to reach out and go out yeah, because, like, true. I've only been in Columbus for for two years at this mm-hmm. point. Um, and the creative scene is great here, but I feel like there's the infrastructure mm-hmm. we lack of yeah. a lot of cities. So, like, a lot of the stuff I do, I do a lot in D.C., I do a lot in New York, and there's an infrastructure built there to where all the podcasters, all the creatives, really put on events together. They connect. They have like free meetups where they do mm-hmm. things. And uh, in Columbus, we don't really have the that, New York that infrastructure. Scene is crazy. Yeah, and I love it. Um, I love the New York, New York scene, but I think it can be really successful here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like we have pockets of creativity. Mm-hmm. So you have like what Malcolm and Flypaper Mag and mm-hmm. Orange Soda is doing over there. Mm-hmm. You have like what uh, Columbus Unites doing with Deuce and what they're moving. But we're all kind of segmented. We know each other, but yeah. we don't all work together. Mm-hmm. And so like being here at Cloud City and seeing something like this is like. This this can ultimately be what we do is more festivals like this. So shout out to Cloud City. Yeah. That was a definite plug right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, I feel the same way. I think that a lot of the podcasting atmosphere here or just the creative atmosphere is a lot of um click mentality, but not yeah. necessarily a bad way. But once you team up with one person, I feel like you get uh you just build a team and then that team has that mentality of we're going to get each exactly. other where we need to go. But as far as like the group structure, we really don't have that. So I definitely agree with that. And for those of you who don't know, we just had Mr. Sam walk up. So I'm going to get him a chair. We're going to talk to him real quick. 
So Cordero just spoke about you as far as like, well, we just spoke about you as far as uh, Cloud City and just what you guys have done. So um, how do you feel about being a creative and the platforms you have created and what was that journey like for you? Um, really, it just came from the fact that, you know, I came from a small town. I'm from Lancaster. And so like all of this stuff was a legitimate dream for me. Like I never thought that I would get there. I felt like I lived on a whole other planet. And, uh, and then when I started coming to Columbus, I saw what you were talking about, those small clicks of people and stuff like that. And I'm kind of a people person anyway, you know what I mean? And I love all forms of art and I can appreciate most of them. So I was always trying to be engaged with those people and always trying to, you know, like when I would meet a venue owner, you know, I would get their number when I would meet a photographer, when I would meet whoever. And it wasn't, and I didn't even look at it as like networking. It was just about like, there are people that, you know, like we're all resourceful in some way. And artists have to share resources because the world just doesn't give it to artists for no reason. And most of the time, they're either going to try and get a cut of what you deserve or they're going to try to, I don't know, somehow get close to you, use your name and things like that. And it's like I've always just looked at things to where it's like I want artists to get the shine they deserve and to get the attention that they deserve that doesn't have to go through these other channels. And of course, there always will be that. You'll always have your people that, you know, like your mainstream artists who have big corporate sponsors and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. That's whatever. Because a lot of people would just rather, I, well, I mean, it's like a lot of people would just rather listen to what's on the radio, you know, and like, because it's simple to them. They can just turn on the radio. They like what they hear. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I really don't. Um, but as far as the journey, it was just like, it all started with rapping. And, you know, I've always loved hip hop my whole life. And it's like, I've always studied it and I know a lot about it and I always studied the history of it and I love all the forms of it. You know, I love conscious rap, I love trap, I love everything in between. And uh, so then when I started playing hip hop and stuff like that, a lot of the times because of how I looked for either for better or for worse, I would get booked in shows that weren't hip hop shows too. Cause I got booked a lot in hip hop shows, but then other people would see me at those shows and they'd be like, Hey, I can put you on this festival. It's got a bunch of bands on it or whatever. And, um, so I got a chance to meet a lot of different musicians and I've been, a, and like, I've been a musician since I was 14 and, uh, you know, I didn't all, I've always wrote raps and rapped, but I've also made other kinds of music too. I just never showed anybody cause it's not that good, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I always just like, I just love hearing what turns people on and not in the sexual way but just like the thing that activates people to where it's yeah. like they think about it whether it's podcasting whether it's painting whether it's anything but there's every i truly believe this that everybody has one thing that just like when you say that word they like get an endorphin rush in their body and they're like they want to tell you about it you know what i mean with me it's like I could do that with a lot of stuff just because I just, I don't know, I, I'm really good at retaining fucking useless information, but I like forget my parents' birthdays and shit like that. Like, uh, and so like I could talk about cooking, like cooking is the last hobby I have that I haven't tried to monetize in some way. You know what I mean? So it's like still pure and just like for the love. And so like I could talk about food like for real and like really get into it. Because that's one of those things that activates me. You know what I mean? And so my whole thing is when I meet people, I want to know what activates them. You know what I mean? Because I just believe if you do that together, if everybody gets activated and brings their thing they're activated about to the table, you really can't lose with that. You know what I mean? And because 
when I looked at, you know, a lot of my favorite bands and stuff like that, when I really started to break down their music and think like, well, why is this my favorite band? Why do I like it? I always loved bands that were like in unison to where it's like you can hear the bass just as well as the guitar, just as well as the vocals, just as well as the drums, to where it was like almost there wasn't a front man. It was just four people playing music. <clears throat> and so once I realized that, I started looking at other things too. And, you know, what were my favorite movie directors and stuff like that. And then I looked at how they made their movies and what, how the crews they worked with and stuff. And I just started to figure out that it's like, this art shit is cool all day and the networking business tip is cool, but like, really this is just a people game. It's just about human beings and it's about getting them to either achieve a common goal or not. I never dreamed. Well, okay. I for sure, I for sure dreamed Cloud City would happen. Like I had to or else it wouldn't have. But when I look at it outside now, I'm like, holy shit, like this really looks like I planned it. Like when I walked out to 400 the first time and was like, okay, yeah, we could put a building there. We could put a building there. We'll hang some cables here. Blah, 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 blah. And like it took 10 hard ass months. But because also, you know, the whole time I'm planning this festival, it's not like this is that's the other thing. A lot of other people that plan festivals, that's like the shit they do all year. And that's it. Like and a lot of them have like, you know, and respectively, too, they have nine to fives and shit like that. And they got families and other stuff. So it's like they're already busy. And then they got to throw an event on top of that. But like my nine to five is events. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I do. And uh it's not, I'm not like rolling in money or anything and I missed the shit out of health insurance for sure. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I don't know. a big topic in uh, culture in general is health insurance because Melissa Ford, yeah. she had got into a, a horrible car accident at the end of the year. Melissa Ford had been in a horrible car accident at the beginning of the year, which thank God she was okay because yeah. she's a very like intelligent woman. I love her. But um, she didn't have health insurance and people mm -hmm. were like on her about it because they were like, how do you have so much money but no health insurance? But it scares me because a lot of the people that we don't know of in Hollywood have no health insurance, like people right. with big brands. And so if they're having an issue or seeing an issue with health insurance, then what are we doing? Like, well, why like, are we paying health insurance as common people, quote unquote? Well, and like I hear that all the time with music artists that like. You know, a lot of times when artists get later in their career, they'll do like way more candid interviews mm -hmm. and get way more personal. And like a lot of them still are just like, yeah, my taxes are a fucking mess. My, you know, I have no health insurance. Like, and that's what I'm saying, man. That's been my whole like shtick with all the stuff I do with events and trying to bring people together is like, I don't really give a shit about pleasing an audience. Mm -hmm. Like just making people happy. If I wanted to do that, I would just get the hottest DJs in the hottest club, mm -hmm. pay the hottest sponsors to do the hottest social media shit. Like you, there's a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a path you can take if you want to be the ultimate like thing and make the most money and just please the most people. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about that. I care about pleasing artists. Yeah. That's the group of people I want on my side. Yeah. And like, I think about that all the time of like when I'm driving home late from gigs and I'm tired as fuck. Like if I got in a car wreck right now, like I don't have health insurance. Like, I would literally probably have to rely on like begging on the internet, not even begging, but like reaching out to the artist community the and the people that know that me. Made, yeah. yeah. And like, and on one hand I feel good cause I feel like they would come through for me cause I've had a, I had a situation like that occur recently, but also like shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also artists are the only real profession in America. I mean, and like actors figured it out, but most artists don't, aren't able to unionize in any kind of way, especially mm -hmm. not musicians 
Because there's really no structure or organization to the industry as a whole. You have to create like a structure around your art to even like get taken seriously. Yeah. And my thing is, I'm just trying to create pathways for people and show people the different pathways because there are a lot of options you can take and it just depends on what kind of career and what kind of home life you want. Because if you want to do the rah, 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 Sam at work, let's grind all the fucking time. Well, prepare to have like a really mad (laughs) girlfriend at you all the time and like never have enough time to do shit. You'll forget your friend's weddings. You'll do, you know what I mean? Like. And it's not an excuse either of just like, oh, I'm just so busy that I do it. But it's like, no, I'm so busy that I fail at the shit that's important in my personal life. Yeah. It's not a matter of like, oh, well, I have an excuse for that. It's like, no, like I'm not keeping the balance. Because I'm just now starting to do that. Yeah. Just a little bit. But you got to do it, though. It bothers me. Like, I'm like, bro, I need to like sharpen up. I know. Dropping the ball. I'm such a psycho with it. And Raiden (laughs) made me even more of a psycho. So like... It's just because me and him, why we linked up and why we were so good together was because we were both, we both just saw the other one was serious. We're like, oh shit, you're serious about this. You're really trying to go somewhere with this. And with me, I was just like, those are the people I wanted to surround myself with. When I met Cassie, it was the same thing. I was like, oh shit, you're serious. And like, she reached out to us and was like, hey, I've just seen what you guys are doing. I really fuck with you. Like, I don't know if we can ever do something in the future and blah, blah, blah. But shout out to Cassie for reaching out. Cassie is the ultimate. But see, that's the thing. It made perfect sense when she came to me and was like, hey, let's throw a festival. I was like, there's nobody else that I would rather have asked me that question. Right. And because like the, the process you guys have been taking within these 10 months, you said, I've just been on the back end of it, like seeing the, the text messages and seeing some emails and stuff. And I know that that grind has been crazy. Yeah. So shout out to everybody involved from point A to like point Z now where we're actually at. Cloud yeah. And it took time. like over 100 people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, very proud to be able to say I'm a founder of Cloud City, but like, yo, I can't do any of this without yeah. the people that have helped us yeah, for sure. and so many people have given up so much time and so many resources and just helped us out mm-hmm. but like that was the whole thing of just like i knew it was my job and, and cassie's too to figure out a way to activate people not just to help us but to create a thing that's bigger than all of us mm-hmm. yes so like i don't know that's where it was at with me i just wanted to create pathways for artists that they can go down and you know, that are a little safer for them and not that they have to be safe in their art, but that are safer for them in their actual real lives because the world isn't kind to artists. It doesn't. Yeah, like somebody not trying to get over on you. Yeah, and but the other thing is like, yo, look what happens when you make it. You know what I mean? Like the world can turn on you. Like, you know, like when I see those miserable ass celebrities and stuff like that, I used to be like, oh, what can you complain about? You're rich and famous and blah, 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 blah. But like now that I have point zero 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 three percent of any kind of fame i'm just like oh yeah like i could totally understand how people just look at you as a a, a, like a product or an object and like it gets incredibly lonely incredibly quickly and so people don't have to go through that to have a fulfilling and successful artist career but the problem is is just the money isn't fucking adding up the money doesn't add up and i think that and and i gotta go soon but (laughs) i have a million crazy conspiracy theories about the music business and where it's going. And I won't bore you with all of them, but I really (laughs) honestly believe that the music scene and uh, the music scene in Columbus is doing great and the art scene in Columbus is great. We Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been able to do this without it. As a whole, though, I think that there's a bubble being created right now with the value of music. And 
I feel like the subscription model is going to fail, and I feel like artists are not going to have any real ways to distribute our music anymore mm -hmm. because the only way you can do it is through Spotify and all this other stuff. Yeah. And that shit's great for the listener, mm -hmm. but it's very bad for the artist. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> they are not paying the royalties that they legally should. Yeah. Artist copyright royalties are federal law. Mm -hmm. And like every single year, almost 70% of artist royalties that would have been from Tidal, Spotify, and, uh, you know, whatever the other ones are, do not get paid. Yeah. And it's not every oh, year, crazy. it's every month. Mm -hmm. Because legally, they have to be paid on the 22nd every month. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I just feel like we got to create islands like this. We got to yeah. create safe places like this mm -hmm. to where it's like, because people are going to make money today. There's yeah. vendors here that'll make money, you know what I mean? The artists are getting paid, like... And I, I do think that's important. And a lot of people just say, like, eh, it's about the art, man. You don't have no. to think about the money. It's like, no, we have to think about that the fucking money. That makes sense, what you just said. Because yeah. it's like, yo, I need money so I can make art. And it's gonna, like, that means the artist is going to have to start producing at a high volume for less pay. If the model, like, that's why the model is going to fail. It's because exactly. Because what I've seen is artists are producing. What is the actual value of a song right now? Yeah. When you can buy all, pretty much all the recorded music since, what, 1940? Yeah. Almost all of it, at least in America, for $120 a year. Yeah. You know how much fucking money I spent on CDs? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I at least spent two grand on yeah. CDs in my lifetime, probably. Yeah. And that, that even sounds low. Yeah, it sounds very low. But it's like, now, it's just like 120 bucks a year. But then when I think about it, it's like, yeah, I spent two grand on CDs. And then you divide that by 120. And it's like, oh, shit, that's like only just 10 years of Spotify. Yeah. And people have been listening to Spotify for 10 <laughs> years now. So Spotify <laughs> just took that whole thing. But now people don't get a CD. They don't get a booklet. Mm -hmm. They don't get the liner notes. They don't get to feel yeah, like they not, hold something like and own something. But the price is still the same. And they still make up. the same. And these record companies, also what they do is they'll charge artists for damages now mm -hmm. on albums that never get physically printed. Yeah. Like, there's always damage costs and stuff like that, to where yeah. it's like, oh, these got broken in, a, or the truck caught on fire, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And now they'll charge artists those same fees and mm -hmm. costs in their contract, yeah. but it's like, there's no physical CDs being printed. So how do you have damages on an MP3? That doesn't yeah. work. That's crazy. And so, MP3s, you know, like, I'm a child of Napster. Like, I was in the fifth grade mm -hmm. when I first get, when Napster first came out, and I remember it, and I've been pirating music in films and all types of stuff ever since. Mainly because I grew up in a small town and so much of shit before the internet was big, you just like couldn't find it. Yeah. Before Amazon to where like Amazon was still just books yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> but um, I don't know. With me, it was always about uh, I, I never looked at it until I became an artist and I started making it my career mm -hmm. and looking at the money. And I was like, I understand why Metallica and Dr. Dre bitched about Napster and tried to warn people about it. Because it doesn't affect Dr. Dre and Metallica. It affects the guys that work in the studio. Mm -hmm. It affects the guys that are the, the techs and the mm -hmm. stagehands. And, and it, the whole industry mm -hmm. is a multitude of jobs. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, that is why I wanted to do Cloud City to where it's like we've got music here, film here. And I wanted to give everybody their own space to shine. Yeah. That's dope. I didn't want it to be That's like dope. filler type you shit. You know what I mean? All that info. That's dope. Yeah. Um, so before you go, because I know you have to get to yeah. the rest of Cloud City, uh, just tell people about, at least just drop all your platforms here because you do a lot. So so uh, I have a, every two weeks I have a show at, at Victories called Declassified. It's mm -hmm. a hip hop show. Uh, it's all unreleased brand new music. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's been a really good time. We've done quite a few of them. So definitely come out. It's free. It's at 10 p.m. every other Wednesday. We're going to have one this Wednesday. Uh, don't ask me what the lineup is because I got a million <laughs> artists in my head. 
we got a space camp coming up with Wretched on the 21st. Uh, that's like our first big national artist we've had headlining one. And uh, as far as the other, oh, I've got another uh, Locals Ruin Everything. That's like a punk, kind of like emo pop punk show I throw. Mm-hmm. We're having another one of those at Victories on the 14th. And then we have another Ass Out Comedy Night. And that's at Donato's Basement. And that's on the 15th. Yes, I have to so, catch one of those. I love comedy. I've yeah. been seeing that promotion. Pretty dope. All right, Sam, we'll let you go. I definitely right, appreciate well, you, guys, you sitting man. down with us. Yeah, and appreciate I will be you. keeping up with you. Like, I really have a great respect for everything that you're doing. Thank so you. I appreciate I thank that. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you guys later. See ya. All right, guys. So you heard it here. That's what the mission of Cloud City is. And also, it's really, like, truly happening. So anybody who out, who's out there grinding, I definitely appreciate you. You are seen. Reach out if you want to get an interview in. It's all love over here. So, Hayes, um, as far as the people, you, it seems like with your platform, you are opening up the door when it comes to content. Am I? <laughs> so, recently, <laughs> you did a couple episodes. You did, like, a three-part where it was um, a transgender man, a man who's been in a divorce, and, and there was another one. And uh, the... Um Redefining the image of the black man. Redefining yeah. the image of the black man. Um, what do you think your direction is for podcasting, and why are you going about it in that way? So the way that I look at what I want to do with podcasting is I want to have conversations that we don't typically have publicly and make them public, because that's how we grow. It's for so long that so many stigmas faced by black people, so many by the dysphoria at whole that we felt like we were on an island by ourselves, like mental health. Yeah. I really, when I first started, I really wanted to talk about mental health a lot because a lot of black people who go through it feel like they're the only ones. Mm-hmm. And we're not. And um, so, like, I, I really, with my platform, I want to have those conversations. I want to break down those walls. I mean, I do mix in the conversations <laughs> about Marvel and have fun and talk shit. But really, overall, with it, I look at podcasting like my legacy. When I'm dead and gone, I want people to still be able to go back and listen and get something out of. Yeah. And so that's what I use my platform for. Yeah, and your podcast, even down to the commercials, is very clean. Like, <laughs> I really respect that. And I definitely think that uh, presentation matters. So that's why I'm working to continue to develop my sound and my quality as well. But I also think that to be able to just have good conversations with people, to mm-hmm. be able to talk about things that aren't really being boosted up on television is very important as well. Yeah. Um, we are starting to get into the mental health conversation in the media in general, but we aren't getting to it within our communities. And the communities that we are a part of, they don't necessarily always watch television. Like what you said is that black people aren't the only ones who struggle with mental health, which is very true. Um, But I think for our community, we didn't, because you always had that tough mentality of like, you know, this is what the world is. You know, yeah. you got to be ready to handle the world. That's what the, your parents would tell you, your your uncles, your grandma. Um, they raised you up knowing that you would have things against you. And so we didn't know it as mental health. That wasn't the name of it. It was yeah. just, you know, the world is tough. So now I think that we are, now that we're starting to address those in the black community, it's opening up the door for us as a whole to be able to connect with other human beings. We're starting to see like, okay, we have these things we have to decompress. We have to break these things down and we have to deal with them. And maybe that'll allow me to be in a room and not feel like I'm alone. Yeah, and I had a therapist on my podcast one time and she broke it down. And once she said this, it made it make sense. We suffer from a form of PTSD. Mm-hmm. It's just not what we traditionally look at as PTSD. But when you grow up in the hood, for example, and you got to worry sometimes about where your next meal is coming from. Mm-hmm. You got to worry about if, you, not, if you're outside at a certain time, you're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. That's PTSD. And yeah. it's generational PTSD because 
the things that our parents went through, we may not have went through that exact same thing, but they've put that stigma on us yes. being worried about us <laughs> the way that they had to grow yeah. up. So like it's passed down from generation to generation. You know, we've always had that mindset of, oh, just pray about it. And that's good. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I, I don't want to like shit on religion or anything, but there's more going on than that. Like we need to sometimes slow down and take care of ourselves mentally and realize that like seeking mental health help or a health care professional. On mental health. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Mental health. Our mental health. That doesn't mean that there's anything necessarily wrong with us. I feel like that's it's bigger strength in admitting yeah. something's not right here. Let me yeah. go get it checked out. Yeah. And I think everybody has a. Uh, a bit of that. It doesn't matter who you are, whatever circumstance or situation you come from. I often think about even people like who are well off, who were born with a silver spoon. Mm -hmm. And they also probably struggle with a form of mental health because you are, you've never had to deal with certain things. So then you get put into a world where you have to, or you're always taught to be good or that yeah. you're better. And I feel like that's very isolating. Um, so I think that once we understand that the human as a whole suffers from things that we can't necessarily control, but once we identify it, we can work through it, then we start to see each other more as human beings and not like, oh, we're different because just starting to understand the forces against us as humans that are biological or that are from generational situations helps us understand like, okay, your clothes being different than mine doesn't matter or your your language being different than mine doesn't matter. What matters is that I deal with things that are, you know, that you can't necessarily see on the outside. So when I see you, I respect you knowing that you may be dealing with something, too. Yeah, we, we have a tendency of judging people based off of their appearances. Right. And so a lot of times about that will limit the experiences or the opportunity we have to get to know somebody by just how, what, judging them by what we think they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And as a as a society, and I don't don't just mean black people as a society, we've kind of lost the ability for somebody to to not know something and ask about it without being judged. For example, if a white person walked in and asked you about your curly hair, not mm -hmm. you specifically, some people would get offended by it. Yeah. How, how are they supposed to know if they can't ask us the question? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and it's, I think it's, that's an indicator to society in general is those questions that have been asked historically, like the, yeah. hair, the questions about the hair and stuff like that. The fact that they have to be asked shows you how segregated our society exactly. has been. But now exactly. we're getting to a place where we're actually opening up those doors. And I think it's a beautiful thing because we are all just people like it's crazy to me the thing going on with the uh the wall and the things going on with the children being put in cages and stuff like that like Absolutely. these things are really happening and we're so far away from it just being in ohio and not seeing it every day and me i don't watch television but i constantly remind myself of those things that are going on because at the end of the day no matter what I do in my life, no matter how happy I am, I still want to be cognizant of things that are happening within our world. And I want to, I want to check in on that. I want to yeah. see if there's progress being made or if things are happening or going in the right direction because I can be happy all day here. Yeah. Tomorrow we might have a war because <laughs> this is happening over here. So I try to stay very tuned in in that way, but not so tuned in to the fact that my everyday is dragging me down. Yeah, I think um, we, we get caught up in... Like you say, you don't watch TV, but like as a people, we're more comfortable having a conversation about power than we are about like, how, how are you really doing? Like, yeah. how are you? We'll ask, like, how are you doing passing? Like the, the last time somebody just think about it, if you ask somebody how they're doing and they say, oh, I'm having a fucked up day, you know, my mental, you would not know how to react because you you're expecting, you you're expecting someone <laughs> to just be like, oh, you know, how it's okay. You finish that conversation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, we. We need to, in my opinion, we need, it's fine to have conversations about <laughs> loving hip hop, basketball wives and all that. It's good. But let's, let's, how, what are we really living to impact with? 
Yeah. We- and I think that's why I'm so excited uh, with our partnership. I'm definitely excited to move forward with that and to partner up more with the Breaks Media, with Awaken Soul Pie, all of that, because I try to get into a little bit of pop culture on my podcast, just a little bit in topics and stuff. But it's hard because I do not care. Yeah, I me don't either. care. I, I, I don't so give a damn. So if it's something that really shifts society where <laughs> everybody's talking about it, then I'll talk about it. But I really just care about having good conversations with people. Like when people sit in my chair, I want to know how, like, what about you, what journey have you taken to get to where you are? What is, are you passionate about? Things like that. And it always builds a bigger conversation. So with us sitting here at Cloud City, we're talking about artists and creatives coming together as a whole and to do something positive, to bring attention to their, themselves, but also to bring something to Columbus that people haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and then it turns into a conversation about community and mental health. And those are all really important things at the end of the day. So I'm very thankful for the partnership. Oh, yeah. Our, part, <laughs> our partnership. And the funny thing is, is that we're still at the infancy of it, really. Very. I mean, um, we really haven't got a chance to do much out in the public together. Mm-hmm. But just in our conversations and things that are thinking a line on mm-hmm. and we have different perspectives on mm-hmm. it really has me excited as well it's going to be as i get to learn get to learn more about the team more and you know we get to start planning more things together like we've already talked about because we'll leave it at that because yeah. i don't know how much we're going to talk about but we're really going to shift some some stuff and yeah. i really truly honestly feel that yeah i agree so i want everybody listening to this to one just continue to be like to stand in what you do and to walk in it and every day just focus on understanding where you want to go with your craft also, too, don't be afraid to reach out because there's so many people in the city looking to connect, especially in Columbus. But I'm sure, like, I'm from Dayton. People are, like, they're moving. They're making a lot happen down there. So just reach out and connect with people who you see doing something. They may not say it, but everybody could use a little help at the end of the day. Um, but be on the lookout for AOD and The Breaks Media. Uh, also, Awaken So Pod, support them. You've seen them on the platform a couple times. We will have some things coming up this fall, so yay, stay tuned. Yeah, I'm excited. And we will announce everything for that. We definitely will keep you guys plugged in. So until then, you know where to find me. For Daryl, where can they find you at? You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. Don't ask me why I spelled it that way. That's just what came to my spirit. Um, you can also follow my podcast at Awaken Soul Pie, which is available on every social media platform. And then lastly, you can go to thebreaksmedianetwork.com to check out all the podcasts that are part of the media group. All right. And we out. Peace.